Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. It is Pro Wrestling After Hours. I'm Michael Carlisle, joined as always by Micah Frankel. Micah. Oh, shake it, man. Oh, you can see that it was a little too much caffeine today. A little, little, too, little too much caffeine. A little, little jittery today. That's a shaking. Yeah. You got a little uh, MJF thing going on. And I don't mean Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Man, I can play those drums like, and like uh, ready for but the alcohol. Here comes uh, the boom, baby. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just leave it at that. We got uh, AEW All In this Sunday from Wembley Stadium in London. Real quick. Yeah. Do you feel like they're actually doing a okay job of this delicate balance of all in, all out or not? Like we're getting some storylines. Like I thought this was actually going to be worse, that it was going to be more muddled getting from yeah. one pay-per-view to the other. But we're seeing uh, at least enough guys getting storylines that you can see all out coming together as all in is right ahead of us. I think they're doing a better job than I thought they would be able to do. Does that mean it's perfect and it's a great job? No, I I actually, I think the, the all out buy rates are going to suffer. I I don't think anything hurts all in um, with the number of tickets you've sold. I don't even know that you're all that concerned about your buy rate for, for that show. Obviously you want as many as you can, but it sure seems like for the longest time they were trying to do this one way or another on, on, on free TV or free streaming or, or something like that before they, they settled into the more traditional um, pay-per-view mode for this. So I, I don't think any of this hurts all in. I think all outs probably the, the one that suffers. And, and I know they've done well ticket wise with that one as well. Now they're not running a stadium, but um yeah, I mean, as to answer your question, Micah, I, I think they're doing probably about as good as they could have. Um, I think you have to load up the all-in card, so it, that makes it a little harder. I'm a little surprised we don't have another match or two already announced for All Out, and, and I realized we we still got another week and a half on that, and, and this week on on AEW programming we'll, we'll get some more. But yeah, look, it's tough. When you have to do back-to-back pay-per-views, one's a big stadium show that that people, some people are looking at as your WrestleMania, and I don't think that's the way AEW views it. Uh, now, obviously, they view it as their biggest show to date with the company, but build up to it, booking of it. Not, not that they've neglected it in any way. I'm not suggesting that, but they haven't built it up to be their WrestleMania. I, I think some of the fans' expectations versus AEW's 
reality of the situation very a, a little differently. Well, what pay per view of theirs would you say is WrestleMania? I thought it was. I don't think they have one. Uh, yeah, they don't have one. Yeah. That's the best answer. And maybe if, if they continue the stadium route with All In, um, it, maybe it becomes that. But yeah, it, it, the closest to it probably was All Out. But you get an opportunity to run Wembley Stadium. I would be surprised if Tony Khan realistically expected to sell eighty thousand plus tickets. I'm sure he thought they'd do very well, but I think this is. You know, from that standpoint, has exceeded everybody's expectations. Um, so it's put it like this: we're talking about the issues of the back-to-back pay-per-views and all that. It ain't a bad position to be in. You could be in a lot worse positions, like nobody cares about this one, nobody cares about the whatever. So I don't want to make it sound like poor AEW having to try to figure out how to build two cards a week apart and all that, because that comes with the territory, I guess, when you're doing well. But I I, I give them a solid B. I, I think probably about as well as you could. Um, could it be better? I, I think there's going to be, and unless you do something pretty high up the card at all in, that you have to run it back at all out, you, you might have a lot of a little bit of a problem getting people to buy into all out next week after this weekend's all in. All right. All right. We feel like they're navigating DCs as best they can. And now we had a week where, as we're leading up to all in, it was fight for the fallen Uh, as a company. I love how AEW is, is willing to jump into something and then give back. We know they did a lot of donating for what's going on with the Maui fires. Uh, So as a company, Proud to be a fan of them for those things that Tony Kong does outside of wrestling. I am so going to get heat for this, and I don't care. I, damn, this is harder to say than I thought it was going to be, Micah. You think that they publicize their good deeds? No, not that. I enjoyed the Texas Chainsaw Massacre death match. Now, Oh, well, wow, well, shit, well, you're going there. I, yeah. I didn't even know we were going to hop that yeah. way. Wow, okay. Well, was it a five-star classic? No. Was it a schmoz fest that some of it didn't make sense? Yeah. But, again, it's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre death match. What the hell were you expecting? This came about because of a sponsorship opportunity uh, brought to AEW by, by Warner Media uh, for the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game. All the proceeds AEW got from that sponsorship, they donated to the Maui Food Bank. So all that money they got for that match that so many people online are ripping, it all went to a good cause. It wasn't terrible. It was not the worst match in AEW history. Uh, I, I would say without a doubt it wasn't in the top five worst matches in AEW history and probably wasn't in the top ten. Again, does does that mean it was a, a, a Danielson punk classic or Danielson Joe or punk? No, hell no. It was what it was. It was fine. Uh, look, I'm also not, not going to tell you it was the greatest thing in the world either. I, I, I'm not going to try to polish up that turd either but it wasn't that bad the money went to a good cause it was fun who cares it, it was a fine street fight yeah 
Boiler room brawl looking kind of match. I just wish they would have went with the theme that it was Planet Jarrett versus Team Hardys because that's what it broke. That's down basically to. what it was. Then saying that it was just Jeff versus but, Jeff. But we weren't surprised by any of that. We weren't told one set of rules, and then they totally ignored that set of rules to do a different set of rules, like we got with the tribal combat match a few weeks ago. Um, it was fine. It was fine. I, if you didn't like the match, look, I get it because that style is not going to be for everybody anyway, but it was fine and it went to a good call. So just shut the hell up and see if you don't like it, skip over it. Okay, so so you got right to that. You skipped over Orange Cassidy versus Wheeler Yuta. Well, I didn't want to break down all this. I well, I, I really want to get into every all Every single in. thing, but like Cassidy versus Yuta, I, I don't really feel like either one is that big or emphasized for all in. That match was awesome, and I wanted to recognize that. that I'm not going to make you do every match this week, but that was, you know, the one that I was like, that that had me enthralled, man. I'm an Orange Cassidy guy. I, I thought it told a really good story, especially with their backstory, that it was all coming together. That one I felt like had some wheels to it. It took us in a story place. Now, you're probably getting into spending a lot more money, but should, real quick on the Texas Chainsaw Death Match, should they have done that as a cinematic match? Hardy compound, yes. Jarrett compound. It's kind of what I was expecting the first yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> rickety old abandoned house in the middle of nowhere. I mean, something like that. Rather, it would have made than, a lot yeah, more sense. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think it was actually going to be a wrestling match when they announced it to us. So that did stick out to me. Uh, you wanted to get to all in. All right, we're starting right at well, the beginning. Aussie well, opens. Uh, hold on, hold on, because we there are a couple of things real quick we have to mention on. Collision to, to get us all in the the yellow vampire or whatever the hell. Um, Golden vampire. Golden vampire, five. yes. Uh, that, that CM Punk was dressed as uh, to, to take out Samoa Joe. Um, that solidifies that match. Real world champ versus Ring of Honor TV champ. Um, the latest with the, the gun club. Did Jay White, by the way, and uh, Dalton Castle. Yes. Dalton Castle, because of his goofiness and, and the gimmick doesn't always get the credit he deserves. He's incredible, man. That, that son of a gun can work. He can he work. He can work. He can work. Um, if I never see the Iron Savages again, it'll be too soon. But that's just me. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't know why Tony Khan doesn't like them just as a tag team as the Iron Savages, but he keeps looking for a third piece of the puzzle to fit in there to make them dynamite or collision worthy. And it just doesn't feel like it's working to me. Hey, Christian Cage got guns, man. That that turtleneck barely fits. I can't believe Shop AEW doesn't have a sleeveless turtleneck Christian Cage shirt for sale yet because I would buy one. I know you would. I, I would. I would absolutely buy one. And that I, match was super solid. I'd never thought of it. Somebody, one of our group texts, said I should get one. So I'm like, hey, that ain't a bad idea. Let me see if they, if they sell them. They do not. I, I could buy another Danhausen mask. I already have one, by the way. Um, but I can't buy a sleeveless turtleneck Christian shirt. That hurts me. Got to figure those are going to be produced soon. You got to be figuring it's coming. Like the the turn was coming. How did you like the swerve to swerve to swerve that we had with the Jericho joining the Callis family? Don seemed to actually be surprised by Christian's acceptance. Like, where were we actually expecting this to go? Like, all of a sudden, Don's like, I thought he was going to say no, and then they welcome him in and get him later. I, I, I liked how it played out. I thought they would have taken this to all in and then have Callus turn. It, it, this is probably better because now you can just go out and do whatever you're going to do with Jericho and Osprey. By the way, I can admit what I'm wrong. I said I didn't see any way they were getting to that match. They're getting to that match. So <laughs> they, they got, they, there. They, they, they got yeah, there in a heartbeat. They did. Um, I'm fine with it, I suppose. Um, uh, the turn, I, the, the match will be fine. So, look. Stop hating on Jericho. You can say what you want about him. He and Osprey won't have a bad match. You could almost take that to the bank. Well, um, Osprey never has a bad match. No. But I think this does kind of set the seeds. Whatever the new Jericho faction is, Sammy Guevara is probably going to be a part of it. And maybe a, another guy or gal or two wind up being a part of it as well. I, I do think the Jericho Appreciation Society is done, but you could take it to the bank. There'll be a new Jericho faction coming out of this. Ooh. I, I was hoping that St Sammy would step out on his own, but we saw those allegiances put in there. Um, hey, shout out to Serpentico getting in without the mask. It was really quick getting beat up by Dart uh, by uh, Sammy. But hey, you get to see what the man looks like under the mask. So many different jobs that Serpentico does. Why does nobody care that Sting like literally kidnapped Prince Nana? <laughs> because it's Joker's thing, and that, that it was kind of surprising. So kidnapping's think... okay. If he had murdered him, that'd be all right too. Well, it's Joker's thing. It's fine. Eh, well, no, no, I'm no. Bad. He stopped short of the physical. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't even really feel like he 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 kidnapped him. Prince Nana didn't he say he was called there, summoned there? It, it, it was a little clunky, but he was holding him against his will. All right, maybe maybe more... semantics with key, with uh, kidnapping. Aren't yeah. you more concerned that Darby and Sting show up to a regional show and just attack Ar Fox while he's in the ring? That would be a little more concerning to me. Now they're working off the books, Tony. Now they're going wild. Yeah. That might be assault. Well, no. 
at least that makes sense in a wrestling storyline. There's no kidnapping involved, holding someone against their will. You show up at our guy's place and, and beat him up. Well, we'll show you. We'll find, we'll track you down on an indie show with more people in the locker room than there are in the crowd. And we'll, we'll take you out there. Eh, it's fine. Eh, whatever. I, I, I didn't have a problem with it, but yes, yeah, I hear you. We need some law and order. I think is what we're saying here in, uh, in AEW, and uh, that's probably as good a point place as anywhere to jump into the uh, uh, all-in this Sunday, live on pay-per-view. Uh, this should be a hell of a card, and as we get into it, we'll go a little out of order from the match listings because I don't want to go too much further without mentioning the uh, legal problems with FTR. Of course, they are taking on the Young Bucks. That match should still be happening. Um, Cash Wheeler, no restrictions on him traveling. If somehow you missed the news, he was arraigned last week on what I guess is best described as some sort of road rage incident where he is alleged to have flashed a gun at someone. Um, but uh, we, we are getting FTR versus the Young Bucks. And, and this actually had happened a couple of weeks ago. I'm assuming Tony Khan was aware. Maybe he wasn't. Uh, I'm assuming he was, and, and they were comfortable enough to, to go forward with announcing this match and pushing forward with it and w barring something wonky last minute happening, we will be getting FTR and the Young Bucks. FTR, Young Bucks, it's the trilogy match. This is it. Best tag team in the world. We'll see how it plays out. They've had two epic encounters. I'm sure we get a third one. Uh, don't be a dickhead. Don't, don't don't flash your gun for road rage. Allegedly. Like if, if, allegedly. If you need something like that for protection, concealed, carry it, be safe with it. They're not toys, kids. Um, yeah. yeah. Allegedly. Look, this should be a... A, a hell a, of a match. Yeah, hell of a match for sure. Of course, at the top, AEW champ MJF versus Adam Cole. On the buy-in show, you get... MJF and Cole going after the Ring of Honor tag team titles against Aussie Open. I, I don't think anything wonky happens there. Uh, now, I don't know that they win the, the ROH tag titles, but I think everybody's expecting something to happen. Somebody gets laying uh, gets laid out so the other one has the advantage going into the main event. And that does make a lot of sense. I, I won't hate it if we get that as long as it's done well. But something tells me we don't get that in the, in the buy-in. Uh, now, maybe we get some more seeds planted of everything's not quite rosy, but we, we get them in the tag title, the Ring of Honor tag team title match, and then in your main event for the AEW world title. If we continue the trend we're on, MJF sacrifices himself for Adam Cole. I think we go the opposite way in the pre-show. I think Cole takes the pin. I think he sacrifices himself for MJF. I think they hug. I think we get that moment. I think we get another stab in the back inclination. And then I think he stabs MJF in the back. And I think the new kingdom is formed in the main event after Adam Cole wins the title. What's the bigger reaction? Cole returns to favor this time and sacrifices himself for MJF? Or MJF does it again only to have Cole stab him in the back in the main event? That's where I feel like yeah. Cole does it, sacrifices himself so to you, solidify you, you, you're himself. Even, so you're yeah. even. We're both in this like that, man. Let's go. And, and it makes Cole. So, yeah, yeah. And that completes the MJF is the baby face. Cole is doing it, and maybe we get an automatic rematch at All Out. 
Maybe. That, I'm glad you brought that up because that, and we can come back to this match, but that gets us to Punk and Samoa Joe, your real world champion. I'm a little surprised. Now, I guess I'm not, but in a way I'm surprised they didn't hold one of these for all out. But how could you not have CM Punk or MJ? How could you not have one of them on this all-in card? I mean, I, I, I guess you do what you got to do, and then you figure out all out next week. Is the real world title on the line, or is this just one fight to fight for them all to decide it yeah. for real? Because a, a schoolboy roll-up is not good enough for Samoa Joe CM Punk. Unless something changes this week in the build, it's just the two of them fighting. Uh, uh, the ROH TV title's not on the line. The Real World Championship's not on the line. Now, if you notice on Collision, they did alter Ricky Starks' suspension. It was originally 30 days. They played it up as Tony Schiavone screwed up. It's not 30 days. It's 28 days. Anywho, it plays out where the suspension's up in time for all out, if you do the math. So my guess is you might still get Punk. Ricky and, oh, well, where's All Out, by the way? Chicago. Punk and Starks in Chicago I, coming out of this. But, uh, yeah, to the point I was trying to make, a little surprised that both the AEW title and the real-world title being defended here. But uh, I guess you couldn't not have MJF and CM Punk both on this show as well. So if you're going to get it, Punk and, and Joe ain't a bad way to go. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I thought you were acknowledging the greatness and the way that Ricky Starks was able to lead Big Bill into a different gear and victory. The manager style of Ricky Starks cannot be underestimated. In all seriousness, I like when something like this happens. And none of that crap you were just talking about. I think, <laughs> no, hear me out. I think Big Bill was brought in for a reason. And I think due to fan reaction to him, his reasoning for being there has changed to the point where I'm not telling you he's ever going to be world champ. I'm not telling you he's ever going to have a world title match. But the fans have cared enough about him to at least encourage AEW to put him into more meaningful situations whether it's thrown together tag teams for a tag team title match, whether it was being managed by Ricky Starks. Um, I don't hate Big Bill and the way he's being used in, in AEW. The Stark stuff is hokey, but damn, it's supposed to be. You suspended me. I got my manager's license. 
that's straight out of the 80s. That's straight out of Jim Crockett Promotions, NWA, Florida. The only thing they could have done different, and they were obviously doing the yellow mask with Punk, was to have Ricky Starks come back as the yellow dog or something in a yellow bodysuit and a yellow mask, but it was obvious it was Starks, but nobody knew because he's got a mask. It's obviously supposed to be hokey, so I like all that, but I, I appreciate that they. I feel like they've had to reconsider how they use Big Bill and at least put him in a little bit more of a featured role. Oh, yeah, no, he's earned it. We saw yeah. him live in El Paso. You could see that... He was money live when we saw him getting the right reactions. Looked like that he had the right in-ring style yeah, now. Yeah. Um, I think that the really the Brian Cage tag team kind of elevated both of them into a different light in Tony Khan's eyes. So I see there's good more hands that are useful and being used to look at least good. Even though he's not winning a lot, he still looks good out there. Yeah, uh, AEW Women's Championship on the line in that fatal four-way. And look, what a surprise. Soraya, Britt Baker, both make it to the fatal four-way, along with Tony Storm, who, of course, is utilizing her, her rematch clause. I am so shocked that Soraya and Britt Baker were able to advance in, in, into... I'm kidding, of course. And uh, how, 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 is Sor- yeah, how is Soraya not going to be here? In London. And how is Britt Baker, the face of your entire women's division, how is she not going to be here? Who you putting the money on walks out with the title? Is it all Soraya? Is this her moment? Do you do that? Do you really want her wrestling that much? Does she ever need the title? Is this a moment where Tony Storm turns on the outcasts? Or is this just the outcasts crumble and Britt Baker returns to prominence? Either Champ retains or Britt Baker gets the win on the biggest AEW stage being the the face of the women's division. The, 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 I'm not telling you she's the best worker. I'm not saying any of that, but she's the face of that division. She's been there since day one. That division was built around her. I, I could see them giving her she that moment. It. At this point, she might. It's been a while. And, and look, that's cool. I, I don't think she had to be pushed every single week as the female. But at some point in time, you got to throw her a bone, and it might be time to throw a bone here. And back to being the lead female, that makes the most sense to me. Uh, I normally like chaos and weird matches and multi-guy matches. I don't have the energy for the best friend, Lucha Brothers, Kingston, against Blackpool Randos. I don't. I just don't have the energy for it. Blackpool randos. Well, it's three other dudes that we don't even know who are going to be a part of it. At this point, I'm a little exhausted. Yeah, and that we just had this match. While I guess there's always a chance Danielson could be back and, and be a surprise. I feel like if Danielson is was was able to go, he'd be featured a little more. Or if he was going to be a part of this, you'd at least promote it. So when you say Blackpool randos. You're probably pretty damn close. Moxley, Claudio, Yuta, uh, and then th- three Japanese guys probably. Well, I saw online chatter actually that this could be the return of uh, Pride and Powerful or Proud and Powerful, Santana and Ortiz. Ortiz had been scheduled for a regional show on that evening and had to withdraw late, and it's been told he's needed by AEW on that date. So. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's him. So that will at least give you two of the guys. And maybe Shoto Yumino, Death Rider associate from New Japan. Maybe we do get him back once again. That fifth spot, maybe they do have a a Brian Danielson surprise for everybody. 
but I'm not really sure about that fifth spot. Either way, yeah. it feels like the amount of stadium stampedes, um, bloody a- anarchy matches, in the arena, anarchy yeah. in the re- that we've had from the Blackpool Combat Club. That it's a little exhausting. Not to mention, this went from it felt like it was Blackpool versus Lucha Brothers versus Best Friends to. All of a sudden, Lucha Brothers and uh, Best Friends are on the same side. They're not enemies. I don't feel like the story came together in a manner where you felt like the Blackpool Combat Club was so demonstrative and bullying that they needed to all come together to stop them. It's awful convoluted. Yeah, it's, it's it is. not a good story. No, no, look, maybe part of that was you knew all along Eddie Kingston was, was going to be a part of it. He was over in New Japan. So you had to wait for that to be done and for him to get back to the States. But yeah, it it seems very convoluted. And to have Kingston on a team with the Lucha Brothers, if we want to remember history, because yeah. AEW is really good. He was already their best friend. They already had this out. They already turned yeah. on each other. Yeah, no, I, I know. Um, I, you got to get everybody on the card. The, the, the Bullet Club Gold match doesn't... All right. I don't know why we have to have so much intermingling between factions. Why couldn't you just have three members of Bullet Club Gold? Why couldn't you have Juice and the Guns do something else with Jay White? Why have we got to introduce Don Callis and Takesha into this uh, against Omega, uh, Ibushi, and and Hangman Page? As much as I like the Chris Jericho, Don Callis stuff, the Callis family is almost a hindrance to what they're doing where it should have just been their Bullet Club gold. Him and Kota Ibushi, boom, and you have... Them two together, and then you have the four guys running around like the frat brothers, but it would be one faction. Again, I can't imagine this is going to be a bad match. There's too many good wrestlers in it. I can't imagine that Kenny and Kota Ibushi and Hangman are losing. I just can't imagine it. I, I can't either, which I don't think makes Bullet Club Gold look strong. Osprey, Jared. Yeah, they, yeah they, uh, again, back to that. So you had the Jay White win on Collision. Then you had Juice and the Guns issue an open challenge ahead of their six-man against the Young Bucks this week, and that's when the Iron Savages come out. They didn't look strong in that match either. And now, look, I, apparently Tony Khan sees something in the Iron Savages. You touched on this earlier. Wants to do something with them, but I thought they looked way too strong against what's supposed to be one of your premier factions with Bullet Club Gold, I didn't think they, they looked good at all. No, it, yeah. it, there was a lack of power. There's that that way that they slither in and get the win. They don't have the the cachet of Miz to be Miz. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. Uh, Osprey Jericho, I again, I didn't think we were going to wind up getting this match. One perfectly placed sneak attack, and it's there, baby. And it's there. Look, it'll be a heck of a match. I, I, I don't... I think most people's... Upsetness with this is they wanted a mega Osprey again. That was never going to be in the cards. The, the The rubber match of that, it's almost certainly going to be a New Japan match. The first match was in New Japan. The second match was at Forbidden Door. I don't think that was ever an option for AEW to put on here. Um, obviously, you want both those guys on the card, so you come up with your plan Bs. As far as plan Bs go, I don't hate this. Uh, again, I, I, I think Jericho will... Hold his own with Osprey. I think they'll go out and have a great match, but it may be not be the match that some people were hoping for for either guy. 
Oh, I'm happy to see this. I like some variety in my life, and I'm sure. happy to see Will Osprey working with other guys. I'm like, we got Osprey versus Orange Cassidy, Osprey versus Darby Allen. I'm in for variety. I'm off. I am all in for seeing Will Osprey as a part timer for AEW, and to see him being used in different ways than just let's continually work with the same guys that you were working with in Japan. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sting, Darby Allen versus Swerve Strickland and AR Fox with the recently freed Prince Nana in a coffin match. I hate coffin matches. Uh, other than that, I got no problems with it. I didn't like coffin matches when Undertaker did them. By the way, he's probably the only one who should be doing coffin matches, but whatever. Uh, I don't like it here, but I don't hate Sting and Darby versus Swerve and AR Fox. I don't hate the match. I don't like them doing it there. This does give me, though, more of a hope that with interference you will see the mogul embassy get the victory because now you got Brian Cage and the uh, Gates of Agony able to interfere legally. You think Sting's going to lose a match? No, I just think that he's going to beat up three guys at one time. Yeah, man. Which Sting is one of the few guys, and still at his age, that makes the work look good when he's attacking three different guys. Hit you a couple times, hit you a couple times, hit you a couple times. Yeah. He looks good doing it. Tony Khan this week said that uh, Sting's run in AEW has been the best run of his career. Now, let's be fair to Tony Khan. What else is he going to say? Oh, well, after Surfer Sting and Crow Sting and Joker Sting and Impact, this is, uh, of course, this is what he's going to say. Sting has been a hit for us. Sting has been more than what we expected. Sting has been a mature, calming voice in the back when he is around, and he is nothing more than showing everybody how to be a true professional. It is entirely possible Sting has meant more to AEW than he did to any company over a long period of time. And here's all right, real quick, we'll break because you're you're a little stinger from way back. Dude, right? I'm a little stinger all the way. Yes. Um, Surfer Sting was the best Sting, the ble- bleach blonde hair. Yes. Crow Sting second. I think you can make an argument best Sting here, but. By the way, it, it also depends on, well, how do you define best thing? Best worker, best matches, most successful made the most money? Because at that point in time, it, it has to be Crow Sting, right? Right. You, you would assume probably best that, matches was Surfer Sting. Uh, I think that TNA Sting, before he went Joker Sting, there are some underappreciated uh, yeah. matches with Christian Cage, with Kurt Angle, but nothing that you got to write home yeah. about. Yeah, but I think Tony Khan's... The point he was trying to make, and look, he was in selling mode as well, is uh, how much Sting is meant to AEW. And, and I don't think there's any doubt about that, but uh, Sting himself wouldn't even try to make the argument, oh, this is the best I've been my whole career. But without him in AEW, I think Sting coming in, being used as much as he has, and, and being, for a part-time guy, being as regular as he has been, I think... That's something that, that's really helped solidify and validate AEW. Now, they may not need that validation now, 
but two years ago, they damn sure did two and a half years ago. Um, and, and for quite a while after he got here. So I, I, I wouldn't, while I would respectfully disagree with Tony Khan on that assessment, I also would not for a second discount how much Sting has meant to AEW. He's been the best veteran. He's been the best part-time worker that they've had. And he has exceeded expectations, I think, for what we had in store for him. Considering, you know, Arn, Jake, all the guys. Old, totally. That just felt out of place. Yeah. Sting and Darby has worked. You know what? That's interesting. Uh, I still think Arn feels out of place. And I love Arn. And, and I'm glad he does everything he does backstage. I cringe when I see Arn on my TV. I always thought Tully fit fit perfectly with, with, with FTR. And with that group, with MJF and all that. Now, look, I also realize at some point FTR didn't need Tully anymore. Um, but I always felt like he fit in. Jake, I think, sticks out some. We don't see him enough because Lance, Lance Archer isn't used in AEW regularly enough. If you did the a faction around Jake, that, that he maybe you could do something there. But to your point, you're right. A lot of those people they brought in. Um, now, look, a little different there because those names we just talked about were never meant to come in and work as far as in the ring, more of a managerial thing and offer advice. But say what you want about the, the punk um, elite situation and all that. Regardless of where you come down on it, regardless of where Tony Khan comes down on it, deep down, my guess is he wishes CM Punk was a little more like Sting and a little less like CM Punk. Not, not saying he regrets bringing in Punk or any of that, but when you're talking about a veteran guy, a Danielson, and Danielson probably has been closer to what Sting has. Danielson's also been in and out a few times as well with injuries and whatnot. Um, I think you look at the veteran guys they brought in, for the most part, you've probably gotten something similar out of Christian as well that, that you have with Sting. Yes. Um, but I, I think for a lot of those guys, he was hoping for more Sting as opposed to what he wound up getting. That's a good point. That's a good point. Last point, Phoenix versus Commander was awesome. Yes, it was. It, it was. was. It was. And, and I mean, manager had to decide who to cheer for. Cheered for both. Uh, Mark has great job right there. Sorry, wanted to throw in that one a little tidbit too. Love that match. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, real quick on All Out next week. And, and we talked about well, what are you doing with Ricky Starks? Well, remember the reason Ricky Starks is suspended in the first place? Uh, attacking a Hall of Famer Ricky Steamboat. Uh, Whatever we get out of Starks, presumably at All Out, Steamboat's got to be involved in some way, right? Whether it's special referee for Starks Punk, whether it's if Starks loses, Steamboat gets five minutes with that. What is something goofy? Do you, you see you gotta maybe, have Ricky's... maybe a, a strap match for the real world title? Maybe. maybe. I, 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 I don't like strap matches. Work. I don't like chain matches. Personally, but yeah, I, I can, I can see, see it. it playing out that way is more of my thought. Maybe a dog collar match only because, um, you know, but remember Punk was one half of the MJF dog collar match, right? Right. That that everybody talks about. So so maybe you could bring that back. I'd, I'd probably just go strap match here, though. I'm guessing it's uh, going to be a strap yeah. match here. Uh, we also know that powerhouse Hobbs Miro, that collision is set for all out. <laughs> If Hobbs wins, then then Miro has to embrace his book. And if Miro wins, Hobbs has to not Find follow God. books anymore. Because, right, because, 
Well, isn't that what Miro said? I, I used to follow a book too, and blah blah blah, and my it, God it, forsake me, and whatever. It's a yeah. war of epic proportions for men that have in trouble, internal emotional struggles with their gods. I like Miro a lot. I like I, I like that they're doing something meaningful with him. This is just a me thing. I I, I don't like God in my wrestling. It, uh, even even like a brother love character, quite, quite honestly. Although they got away from the God stuff and just made him more sleazy as it went along. And again, that's just a me thing. Uh, but whatever. I don't like the way Mero uses it. I'm fine with the way Hobbs yeah. uses it. Just the book. Oh, the, the book Hobbs. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I, 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 I don't like that either, but for completely different reasons. I just think that's goofy. But, but again, that's just me. I'm fine with it compared yeah. to the Mero thing. Sure. Sure. Uh, and then we also do know that uh, Dinosaur Red will take on Darby in a TNT title match. And that'll be it all out, right? Yeah. They we're still talking all out here. Yeah. So Darby has you call all him Dinosaur in. Red? Dinosaur Red. I like Canosaurus. Canosaurus. See, I couldn't remember what you were calling him. Yeah. Uh, I Dinosaur Red's not bad. Don't, don't get me wrong. Um, yeah, Darby's I, doing a lot, though. He's got his mogul embassy war going on. Got to handle that with Sting. Then we got to go to Fighter Fest, and you and Nick Wayne are handling it. And, and then we also got to get to you handling the TNT title. I, I like how they've used... Darby in multiple stories in multiple ways, and it doesn't seem like an overabundance of Darby. Yeah. The other thing, going back real quick to Canosaurus, um, obviously, why Christian is the best mind in this business. He gets that big damn dumb idiot to go win the TNT title and basically just hand it to him. Let him walk around with it. Christian walks around like he's the champ. And big, dumb, strong Canosaurus, who could beat the hell out of Christian whenever he wanted, just stands there and takes it. Like, he's the biggest cuck on the face of the earth. How Christian has manipulated that poor, simple mind of Canosaurus into being okay with this just proves why, Cain's so, uh, proves why uh, Christian's so great. Well, I don't see any other dinosaurs walking around, so this must have been the smartest one to last this long. But how smart is he? Not, not as smart very. as the Canadian master manipulator. Apparently not. Um, I already know the answer, but I'll throw it out. While we're on the subject of uh, Christian, I think, think we get Edge and AEW in about two and a half months. I want to say no. I want to say he left on his own terms. This seemed like the stage, the setting where he'd want to go out, but... Who knows if you could turn down the temptation of re, you know, reminiscing the ENC connection and having one last ladder match with the Hardys. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think that's a selling point, Micah. In, in, no, 20, in 2023 to, to, to 2024, to the opportunity to have a ladder match with the Hardys probably ain't a selling point. I, I don't think we get it. Uh, first of all, uh, it may be accurate that Edge had his last match on his contract this past Friday on SmackDown. I don't think it's accurate to say his contract is up just yet. Um, I also don't think they do a big send-off for Edge if they th feel like there's a good chance he's not re-signing and he's going to AEW. Um, would I say there's no chance of it happening? No, not in this damn sport. I would say it's highly, highly unlikely um, that 
that we see Edge in AEW. I, I wouldn't hate on it. The, the only thing better than seeing a re, reunited Christian and Edge would be to see Christian and Edge go at it in a retirement match or or something like that um, down the line. So I, I think there are a lot of things you could do. I, I'd be a little surprised, though. Uh, I feel like WWE is going to keep him under lock and key and not want to see a a recent face that's a legend turn that page. Real quick on WWE, they're building towards payback. Ah. Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus, Steel Cage. I'm glad we finally getting around to that. Wasn't that supposed to be this past week on Raw? uh, Supposed to be at SummerSlam. Supposed to be a lot of times. Uh, Rollins and Nakamura. You have a bad, bad. Dude, that was such a letdown. Like, that shook Rollins to his core that you know that he has injuries. I I, I guess we go into the real side of it. How many of these guys aren't the walking wounded anyway? But I guess if we want to enter this into the storyline, no, they're all 100% all the time, except for all the ones that are injured that we have walking around on crutches. Yeah, Rhea Ripley, Raquel Rodriguez, which we should have gotten at SummerSlam. Uh, we could have had that for a while. Yeah, we could have, but I don't, I don't, I don't hate on that. Three matches announced so far. To two of the women's matches. Now, look, one of them's a Hall of Famer and a future Hall of Famer, and in, in Stratus and Lynch. Um, for as much as they do with Rhea Ripley, does it really feel like it's really a little? Like, like the women's title is just like such an afterthought on everything. Like Becky and and Charlotte and Bailey, I feel like I understand she's a member of a group, but you get more mic time, and it's for you, for your story. And, and the best thing that Rhea does is be a man in, in a group of three wimps, and, and you don't get a lot of Rhea centric. It's more like she yeah. is the star, but she's supposed to be an accoutrement in that setting where when she is the main dish, when she is supposed to be that steak on the plate, they're just like, no, no, you're just a hot dog. I don't know if that's that, what no, I would well, have that, used. You but know what I mean? It's like a five-star meal compared yeah. to all of a sudden she's just something you pick up at the ballpark. I, I think the women's title is secondary for her. Uh, I think her main role, her main focus is quite honestly, being the leader of the judgment day. Look, say what you want about Balor, say what you want about Priest, Dom Dom. Rhea Ripley's the leader of that group. And and the problem with putting the t- the women's title on her, you got to take the title off of her at some point. And, and how do you do that? And at this point, the title is just... It doesn't mean it anything anyway. It hasn't, yeah. been, it hasn't even been the enhancement that it's supposed to be. Like, if there was a little more way to make her pronounced... I think it's almost a detriment to the group that when she goes out to handle her business, they leave her. I think it'd almost be more impressive if they were with her and she was, like, showing them to handle business. Does that make sense? Like, it feels like there's Rhea with the group, but when she's a woman's wrestler, she's singular. Maybe Dom Dom's there, but there's too much of a difference from... Rhea leading the group to Rhea out there by herself. And and I guess you don't want that dynamic of the men getting involved in the women's matches, but I, I think you have to go that way if you have a woman, a leader of a male faction. And how about the Judgment Day losing not once but twice on Raw this week? First they lose to Sami Zayn to Kevin Owens, Balor and Priest do. Then Cody, Sammy, KO beat Balor, Mysterio and Priest. 
Not a good night for the old judgment day. For 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 what's supposed to be Rhea's uh, main focus, right? Senior money in the bank, losing his way all the way to this glorious world title run. Nothing makes anyone more of a WWE champion than losing constantly. Dolph Ziggler, any moment on the comeback. Like I don't see great? I don't see senior money in the bank being in a KFC commercial though. I I don't think nope. Maybe uh, he'll go to El Pollo Loco. Do they have a colonel, like Colonel Sanders? No, but I am pretty sure they have some kind of general leader, someone. Yeah, all right, hey, you maybe. saw what he did for for Bad Bunny. I I could see Damian Priest wearing a chicken hat, clucking along. That would be clucked up. It it really would be, but like I said, how much more clucked up is it's like in reality, if there was someone that you would think was gonna surpass Seth Rollins as world champion, it would be Cody Rhodes, right? He he has yeah. the momentum. Yeah. He's the star. They're putting the belt on Priest. He's the biggest loser of the group. He's looked horrible. Uh they're gonna all of a sudden give it to him because this is what WWE does. They're going to give it to him because they're big on him, and and then you've got a ready-made feud with with Balor. Meanwhile, it may not seem like it now, but you're going to find your way back to to Cody and, and Roman. Okay, you you could do that. You could do that, but putting the title on Damian Priest is that going to be the most disappointing champion since since, since Seth Rollins since Swagger? Oof. Well, okay, yeah. now the belt itself is disappointing. That's why Seth Rollins is disappointing. But was there another point that Rollins was being the champion was disappointing? No, no. No, see, the point it, 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 It's more of it's the other title. And that's why I feel like Priest is going to be like Jake Hager, The Miz. You know what I mean? He's not ready. You don't believe in him. We're putting the belt on him, and we're forcing you to believe because we believe. Oh, the, yeah, the, they believe in him um, for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I hear you. Uh, do we got to talk impact? Do we got to talk impact? Do did, we did you get talk to impact? talk impact? Yes, I'm sorry. Do we do we get what what mischief did Santino Morella get into this week on impact, Micah? You know, making matches, causing trouble, telling the women that they're going to have a, a triple did threat he, match did, for the title. Did he have a dance off of Fandango? No, not yet. And it's Dirty Dango. Don't Dirty worry. Dango, excuse me. Alpha Bravo, don't forget that. Yes. Uh, we did have uh, Deanna beating Kylan King with an armbar. Bully Ray scared to death of PCO, literally terrified, begging Santino Morella for help for a impact ordered stay away clause you have to help me i've set him on fire i've poured battery acid i've beat him with chairs i've run him over with a car i can't stop this guy i am scared uh moose and leo rush showed up and that tune kind of changed really quick uh moose beat kevin knight kevin knight a hell of an effort for a young guy coming out of the new japan dojo tensions are rising between the bullet club yes the ace and bay bullet club and the rascals as they both want an opportunity at bullet club bronze they were built we ever settle anything pink and blue we, we got to give them something they're, obviously they're not gold bullet club minor sure uh, but they JV, are still, Bullet Club JV. Bullet Club JV. There you go. Uh, 
Eric Young defeats Connor by disqualification as he was about to hit the pile driver on Connor to get the victory. Diener interferes with a steel chair. The beatdown ensued from there. Joe Henry and Yuya Yumura have announced they will become a tag team and they had a duet debut music video to tell us all about it. Not to mention we dove into the deceased the crazy mind of Crazy Steve and how he was created and led to impact wrestling the tortures and torments that he faced as a kid with his hearing issues and coming from an abusive household that was all chronicled this past week this weekend if you missed it we did have impact multiverse alex shelley getting the win over Hiroshi Tanahashi, taking out the Japanese legend. So we go from multiverse, where Sonata also victories, both champions coming out victorious. So you had the Impact versus New Japan multiverse. And then this coming weekend, you do have Emergence coming up. That's going to be the Josh Alexander uh, Time Machine, Time Splitters, uh, Motor City Machine Guns four-way match against the Bully Ray, Brian Myers, Moose, and Leo Rush group. This seems like a good time to stick this in, and then we can wrap this up. Because <laughs> I just wanted to work the Texas Chainsaw Massacre match back in. If I, well, no. If I'm me, I was going to say if I'm Tony Khan. No, if I'm Tony Khan, I wouldn't have done it either. If I'm me, and I was booking that match, I would have had Jeff Jarrett beating the holy hell out of Jeff Hardy. And Sting comes down for the save. But Sting doesn't help Jeff Hardy. He joins in on the beatdown. And Sting rips off his shirt, and he's wearing an Impact shirt. And come to find out, Sting and Jeff Jarrett are seeking retribution on Jeff Hardy for showing up drunk for the Impact World Title match. I guess it was still TNA World Title match. High, whatever he was, drunk, in no condition to wrestle. And this is payback for derailing the company. And, and then you have Jarrett and Sting seeking out other former TNA guys. You're just trying to go with the TNA revolution in AEW? I, I, I'm really not. I know, I know. I, I mean, come on. Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal are already there ready for what you're saying. Joe... Samoa Joe, yeah, we got him. Kurt Angle's just a phone call away. Kurt Angle is just a phone call away. More likely, Kurt Angle or Edge in AEW? Uh, Edge. Kurt. Kurt is, uh, yeah, Edge. Edge is more like, yeah, Kurt you would probably have to pay Kurt Angle more than it's worth at this point to, to bring him in. He's very shrewd. And I mean that in a good, I mean that complimentary in a good way. Um, if he's going to do something else, I, I think he would want to do it on the WWE stage, but I don't hate it. Bring in Booker T sucker. <laughs> you think that could happen? Player. I feel like he's going to, for five times, five times, five times, going to stay with WWE. Oh, I think so, too. I, I think he would stay with that one. I have no idea what Booker T gets paid, but nobody gets more to do less. No, seriously. It's a great gig. Why the hell do you think he does? He shows up for the pay-per-views and does the pre-show thing. He talks nice about him on his radio show and podcast. 
here's your check, Mr. T. All right, he probably doesn't go by Mr. T. And I know that Huffman's his real last But point being, here, Booker, take our money. See you at the payback pre-show. Um, yeah, that's a sweet gig, man. Hey, it's a sweet gig. And because you're giving me so much time, I know you wanted that multiverse update. You wanted the full results for this show. I really this did. Is why go you ahead. Were, yeah, you were, I was stalling. That's it. I was stalling. Yes. You were stalling. See, stalling. You did have the... Wow, why is this not saying what it was? Kenny King is victorious as he defends his digital media title against Yushinobi Kanemura. You had Joe Hendry, Yuya Yumura, and Heath with a pre-show victory in a three-way match. Pre-show. Trios match. Uh, Chris Sabin, Frankie Edgar, Frankie Edgar, holy shit! Frankie Kazarian, if you uh, check out MMA After Hours, yeah. you recognize the other name. I just said with that slip. <laughs> Excuse me, it was Kazarian, Chris Saban, uh, Swan, El Desperado, Bushi, Kevin Knight, Yo, all in a multi-man against each other match, and it's Chris Saban who came out with the victory. Moose and Eddie Edwards get it done, coming out victorious over TMDK. You had the women's fatal four-way match for a dream title, our Stardust title, where Gilia, the champion, she retains South Philly street fight. Yes, we had one of those. Duco took on Sammy Callahan, and of course, it's a street fight. So Callahan is coming out on top, returning to Impact Wrestling, TJP and Francisco Aria, his new tag team partner, get the victory over TMDK's Robbie Eagles and Kosa Fuji. You also had more Bullet Club. Oh, yes. The 12-man tag of the Bullet Club getting a victory. The new Bullet Club taking on the world, where it was PCO, Josh Alexander, Tama Tonga, Tenga Leoa, El Fantasmo and the DKC. Sorry, I missed that. Oh, I know that you missed that one. Probably the best match of the night, actually, really. Leo Rush, Trey Miguel getting the victory over Mike Bailey and Hiromu Takahashi. The New Japan junior weight champion, Hiromu Takahashi, look for him to be sticking around possibly having a match with Leo Rush for the X Division and Junior Weight titles, both being on the line. And one more time, shout out to Alex Shelley. He gets the biggest win of his career, taking down a guy that he once called mentor in beating Takahashi. Yeah, in fact, they're having a lot of shows, at least. They are trying to make a yeah. mark trying to do something. Look, I, I wish him all the luck in the world. But you rely too much on Santino Marella in 2023. They rely too much on Bully Ray in 2023, Santino Morel. Bully, you can still get away with I, I You're right. I, I agree with you. At least he's believable in the ring. When Bully Ray walks out, you believe he will whip your ass. I don't believe, and look, don't get me wrong. I understand the character of Santino Morella. I don't even hate the character. You don't believe Santino Morella is kicking anybody's ass. You don't believe he's doing anything big and bad. Eric Young is a huge factor once again. It's, it's Everything that's old is still think- old. We see Nick Aldis pop up again. I mean, is hey, this like- in WWE, um, I think this is his third week working as a producer for them. 
Um, so apparently that little tryout's going well. My guess is you probably don't see him in the ring again. Um, but uh, you see him working behind the scenes for WWE. Wow, I, I didn't see that update. You I, got quite the you got quite the roster working. Uh, Abyss still works backstage back there. Um, and we thought that yeah. WWE didn't appreciate TNA. They love their ideas. They don't like their bodies. I guess. I guess. All right, Micah. Well, and I was yeah, I bring up Impact. Have you heard anything noteworthy from NWA or MLW in the recent weeks? Uh, well, NWA they're they're doing their little thing with uh, the Smashing Pumpkins tour, um, where and I don't think they're doing it in every city, but in some cities, I know they did this as part of um, the Pumpkins. Uh, I think their Australian tour uh, did some stuff uh, during those tours. Yeah, I mean, they're building towards uh, NWA seventy five. Hopefully we get something special for that one. It's been a while since we've talked to NWA. I don't even know. Is Tyra still the champion? Do we is. get it back to Murdoch? Yeah. You got to have a card and have matches to get the title off somebody. Uh, yes, he is. Uh, NWA 75, though, uh, August 26th and 27th. So coming up here in a couple of weeks. GCW, Game Changer Wrestling. Do you think that they're... Have they taken a spot where they're now that fourth one in the country? Have they surpassed what those other two I just mentioned are doing? Or do you think there's still too much of a niche to be on the radar? I think they're in a situation where NWA, MLW, Game Change, whichever one had the most recent card is probably the one in the slight lead. And then when the next one has a card, they surge ahead. I think it's all interchangeable. Wanted to give you guys that deep pro wrestling regional talk right here on Pro Wrestling After Hours. You want to keep talking about stuff like that? Hit me up on Twitter. It's at FrankelMica. Find the show on Twitter at PW After Hours. Get me at Real Mike Carlisle. Enjoy All In. Get ready for All Out and Hey Back and everything else. We'll talk to you next week for another episode of Pro Wrestling After Hours here on the After Hours Podcast Network. Love combat sports? I have a website for you, cageminds.com. That's C-A-G-E-D-M-I-N-D-S.com. Fight news from around the world, in-depth interviews, live event coverage. Covering combat sports for over a decade. Established in April 2011. That's cageminds.com.